Welcome back to Enlightened Relationships. I'm Lindsay K. Porter, and if you missed last week's episode, you will want to take a listen as we talked about invisible expectations and how they are impacting your relationships. This week, we're going to talk about setbacks in life and what we can do about them. So let's dive in. Are you sick and tired of your life and relationships being so difficult, resulting in that endless frustrating cycle of directing, correcting, and ordering the people in it, ultimately draining you of your happiness? So how are people like you and I who care and are willing to invest in our relationships, people who are willing to take ownership of our behaviors and actions, how are we able to make the changes necessary to create intentional relationships? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Lindsay K. Porter, and welcome to Enlightened Relationships. Hi, everyone. I am excited to be here with you today and to talk about the setbacks we all experience in life. And, you know, maybe through listening to this episode, there will be some strategies or tools that you can leverage in your life to really help you cultivate more love, peace, and joy in your relationships, because this truly has been a journey for me in learning myself and how I'm showing up. Setbacks happen and will continue to happen. It does not matter how positive you keep your thinking and how much you try to go about life in the most productive way, setbacks will happen. We experience resistance in our life to become who we're meant to be. And this has been a mindset that over the years I have been able to really work on and hone in. And I am still challenged and I still have to put forth the effort of what's being presented for me to learn. Well, the mindset that I have adopted and really serves me is this life experience that we're having is all about learning and growth. And it's learning and growth in all things. It's the good, it's the bad, it's the, it's all of it. All of it is what we are experiencing to determine who we are going to become. And that is the gift of this life if we choose it. The alternative, and I know all too well about the alternative because it is where I chose to live from for the vast majority of my life. And that was living from protection trying to avoid as much pain as I possibly could, protecting my heart to not experiencing hurts and pains from the relationships I was having or from the disappointments of not 
getting a job promotion or not getting the home I was wanting to buy, you know, whatever the case may be. But I was living from a place of protection, protecting my heart from experiencing pain and sorrow. And not only that, I had to be certain of how my life was going. And that required a significant amount of control. I had, and I really did believe this, I had to control everything in my life, the way things were going, the people that were in my life, so that I could minimize the pain and hurt that I never wanted to experience because it didn't feel good when I did experience. And I was not going to have that anymore. I wasn't going to allow people into my heart, into my life to become so connected to someone that they could have the power to hurt me. And in the end, I wasn't living. I wasn't experiencing life to the fullest. Because as much joy and happiness as you can experience, you can't understand it completely and fully embrace it and understand it without knowing the opposite, without knowing the pain and the hurt and the the sorrow that comes from life. And what I have held on to is this life is for me to learn and to grow and to become and to allow the setbacks in life, to allow the struggles, because it's through those things that I get to learn and grow and become. So it is a guarantee that we will experience pain and hurt. In other words, we're going to experience some setbacks in our life, whether it be in our marriage, whether it be as a parent with our children, there will be setbacks that we experience. And it's in those moments that we get to decide whether or not we are going to live a life by design, creating what we want in our life, or go back to our default living the way we've always done it. If we continue on the path of what we've always done, we will continue to get what we've always got. I remember the moment with my husband. Sorry, but I can remember the moment with my husband that I was like, something's got to give because I was no longer happy. I was no longer, I didn't recognize myself. I felt miserable and exhausted living my life of certainty and control. And it was causing greater pain and upset in my life. And I can remember the conversation that I had with my husband in a car as we were going through, you know, what is going to happen with our marriage and what are we going to do? Because we were having some major struggles. And I remember thinking I was tired of living in my setbacks in blame, thinking, well, if my husband would do this, if my children would show up and behave this way, if everyone else around me would change and be different, then I could be happy. 
And the more I try to control those people in my life to show up the way I needed them to, so I could be happy, guys, guess what? It didn't work. It wasn't working. The more I held on to my need for control, the less I was living and the more strain I was putting on those relationships and the more miserable I was becoming. I have learned that control is a fallacy. It is an illusion. Control does not exist. When we sit and think we can control the people in our life and the way that they are going to interact with us, we are setting ourselves up for great disappointment and frustration. And that had become my life. And I was tired of it. I was done with that living. I didn't like the reflection I had in the mirror. I didn't like the hardness of my heart and the lack of trust and the lack of love in my relationships, all to protect me from pain. When in the end, it did nothing but isolate me from everything and everyone. I'm going to go back and say this again. This life experience is for us to learn and to grow and to become. And when we try to control everything that is external to us, we are not becoming anything. We are not empowering ourselves to navigate whatever life brings us. It is in the face of setback that we get to choose whether or not we're going to stay in that setback, comforting our own pains, pointing the finger of who's at fault, blaming who we think is the problem, living in that life of default, or taking a more empowering way of living. And that is figuring out how we can come back with a different approach, a different solution, a different action. It's pivoting. And this is the strategy that I kind of want to talk about with you today. I'm going to share a story that I think is a good story to start with. And this was with my oldest child. Um, Actually, it was both my girls. As they would go off to school, I would be working and I'd have my youngest son with my nanny at the time and they would be at home. Well, my two daughters, when they'd come home from school, they'd notice that someone had gone into their room, had touched and messed with their belongings, and it was really bothering them. It was causing them a lot of pain. My oldest daughter was talking to me about this pain and the problem she was having with it. And that, you know, while she's not home, her younger brother shouldn't be in her room. It's her space. It's her room. It's her things. And she just doesn't want him touching those things, which I truly could appreciate, right? Especially someone younger that doesn't understand all things and what's breakable and what's significant and what's not for her. So I could understand where she was coming from. So I asked her a question, what can you do about this? And she thought, and she thought, and then she responded with, I am going to post a sign, a keep out sign, and I'm going to put it in big letters, and I'm going to tape it to the front of my door, and you know, 
he's going to see this sign and he's going to stay out of my room. I'm like, okay, let's try that. And so she created this sign and worked really hard, putting in big uppercase letters and, and coloring it brightly to keep out, you know, and she made it like an, almost like in a stop sign. Um, I don't know if you guys can tell where this story is going to go, but as a mom and someone with a little bit more life experience, I knew this solution wasn't going to work. I already knew it wasn't going to work, but my daughter was committed to this solution and she just knew it was going to work. And so instead of stepping into her path and taking away this life experience for her, I encouraged and went along with her solution. And I helped her post her sign. Well, the next day as she shut her room, her sisters, the two girls shut their room with that sign clearly posted where her younger brother could see she was ready to face her school day. Well, the end of the day came and it was my time. It was my, it was the time for me to go pick them up. And I was waiting to see what she was going to think. And she comes into our home and the first thing she wanted to check on was her room. She wanted to see how well that sign worked. She walked straight into her room and lo and behold, the door was wide open. The things on her bed were tousled. Her shelf had things moved around out of position from where she had it. And she knew her brother got into her room and she was livid. She was so upset, upset. And she came out to me and she's like, mom, Jason didn't read the sign. He didn't even pay attention to it. He went into my room anyway. And that's just not right. Why didn't he read the sign? And I reflected back to her in that moment. And I said, what, honey, wait, Jason didn't read the sign? Oh my, I can't believe that Jason didn't read the sign. And as I kept repeating back that phrase, she had this little light bulb moment. Here she had a setback. She was experiencing pain of her brother being in a room. And she came up with a solution, something she was wanting and she thought would resolve and fix this situation. And here she's had yet again, another setback, more pain, more frustration that she's experiencing. And she clues in on this, Jason didn't read the sign. Well, Jason was two at the time and was not reading anything and probably not doing well to recognize too many of his letters at this time. And she looked at me and said, mom, I know what the problem was. And I'm like, what? Jason doesn't read. And I just, like, I can remember her little face of, oh, I can't believe I didn't think that my younger brother doesn't read. And I'm like, wow, Addison, I bet you that was it. I bet you he didn't know what this sign said. And therefore he didn't, you know, he was supposed to do anything different. And so he kept doing what he always does, always has done. So here's a moment where we introduced an opportunity for my daughter to pivot. She could have stayed stuck in her setback and her frustration and her pain and blaming her brother and all the things that he's doing and shouldn't be doing. Instead, posing the question, Addison, well, if that didn't work, what else can you do? And she thought, and she thought, and she thought, and she came up with a solution, another solution she wanted to try. 
Well, that solution, she said to me, mom, I'm going to lock my door before I go to school. That way he can't get in and I can still get into my room because I know how to undo the lock from the outside. And I was like, Addison, I think you're onto something. So she took the moment to pivot to try a different solution. Now this girl, it took her two times. So it took the sign and then her second solution, it worked. And her little brother stayed out of their room while they were at school. Here is the moral of this story. And that is setbacks were experienced by her multiple times. And she had choice. She had different ways she could have handled it. She could have stuck in blame of her brother and really disempowered herself that it could be any different, or she pivoted for her comeback to live the life that she was wanting to create. It didn't change anything her brother attempted because he still tried to open that door, but it changed the result of the outcome for her. And she was able to have her room safe while she was not in our home. She pivoted And she came back with a solution that worked for everyone and had a different experience. We in our life need to keep pivoting. We need to keep working at things until we find the right workable solution for everyone involved. This is what I like to call being resilient. You know, and our children, I really feel that our children are a great example of resilience and how to come back from something and try, try, try again. It's that growth mindset. Well, if this solution doesn't work, what else might work? And that's how we pivot. It's how we course correct. When we take action and we're thinking it's the right action to take, and we have this experience, this outcome, and it's not the result we were desiring, we can either stay stuck living that default life in our setback, waiting for someone else to change, someone else, you know, that we're blaming to show up differently, or we can come back from that, try a different solution, try pivoting to something that might work better and try it again. I swear I have talked about our at-home experience since my four children are at home with me and what this looks like every week without fail, I have had to pivot. And I am holding out that it might work at some point and hopeful that it will, because I am collaborating with my children. We are working through this at our at home when dad's away to work and mom's trying to work here and there and mom is going to go help this neighbor or you know check in over here whatever it is that mom's doing how can we pivot to make things work for our family dynamic and we work together as a team and just today we were having conversations around screen time and the time schedule that we have, that it's not meeting their needs. It's not meeting their timelines. And so we're going to pivot yet again. And we talked about, well, we originally said that this was going to be the schedule and this is when we were going to do things. Well, I have a couple of older children that are probably capable 
of managing time, not probably, they are capable of managing time and how they want their day to look. And this is where we started talking about how can we chunk our time in such a way that gives them some of that flexibility and still adheres to our family dynamics and our family um, standards around this, right? The expectations that are clearly communicated and aligned. And that is what a comeback is. That is what pivoting is to come to a solution that will work for all. And this comes with trial and error. And if you are not willing to make a mistake, to learn and grow from a mistake and to course correct, then that's going to be hard. I know without a doubt, I will continue to make mistakes as a wife as a mother. And I'm okay with that because I am not expecting perfection and know that life is going to be perfect because then we're not living a life. So call to action. What will you do during your next setback, your next challenging moment, your next, uh, this didn't work. So what are we going to do now? Take a moment and decide if you're going to react. We talked a lot about a life of reaction, living from that default life, or if you can take that moment and create the life you want by responding in a way that is going to bring everyone together in a means of alignment. And that takes some collaboration. But if you are coming at any conversation with you know best and it's your way and no other way, that's not going to bring the energy to collaborate. And this is where we as parents can really lead by example. Remember, we're all doing this first time endeavor. And that means We got to normalize that discomfort. We got to put things into perspective. We got to manage expectations. And then we got to take action with faith to overcome and to accomplish the things that we're setting out to do. All of these things will help you and what your home looks like and feels like during this time of continued social distancing. This life is about progress, not perfection. Awareness is the first step to becoming. Join me next week as we continue to change the lenses through which you see your relationships while becoming enlightened. Thank you for listening to Enlightened Relationships. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, then please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast to help share this message with others.